With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, okay, well, turning visitors the, into leads, that I'm the guest and with Natalie, strategies. I didn't know if there was another Mastering number. traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the Dean and Founder of Directions University at DirectionsUniversity.com. My co-host, Jack Humphrey, the Associate Dean of Directions University, and I have a fantastic show lined up for you guys today, one that I am so excited about, and I know that Jack is as well. Jack, are you here? I'm here. Hello. Hello, hello. Well, I am going to let you do the honors of telling our listeners who our guests are today. All right. Well, we are very, very lucky to have Natalie Lett and Cindy Erkman on today. Natalie is a best-selling author of Never in Your Wildest Dreams, an inspiring speaker and co-founder of Mind Movies, which I'm sure everybody here already has heard of. <laughs> That's a really big program, very, very successful. Natalie's over 2.1 million people around the globe. And Cindy Ertman is also with us today. She has a passion uh, for people, is the founder of the Defining Difference, a success based coaching and training company devoted to helping people master the power of intentional choice to create their life by design. We love that topic at Directions View. And uh, so, welcome, you two. I'm so glad we have two guests today. Hi, how are you, Jack, and how are you, Gina? It's an absolute pleasure to be here today. <laughs> Hello, Natalie. You know, it, it's so incredible. You and I took two years or so to finally connect at the urging of so many people in our world. And now we get to talk to one another so many times in such a short period of time. It's just fantastic. <laughs> I know it seemed like only two years, but I think it was more like four or five years, Gina. But um, obviously, no, I think you might be together, right. Magic has been happening, so I'm so glad to have been connected with you and that we have the opportunity to talk today. And Cindy, it is great to meet you as well. Natalie, I'm going to let you do the honors of sharing how did this come together today. Well, um, this actually came together very serendipitously, like everything does. <laughs> everything amazing and magical that happens or seems to just kind of fall into place. Um, it's very interesting how, um, you know, the Wake Up TV um, is it's, it's a, a consciously aware talk show. Um, and it seems like it's an idea that the time has come because I have been in conversations since this opportunity has come up for Cindy and myself and for Zena Mazika and Betsy Chassie, who are the other hosts on the show. Um, I've been in about four or five different conversations 
specifically about the idea of creating a show uh, on TV that has that's, that's coming from a more conscious mindset, that's coming from a place of love, um, and rather than just focusing on all, everything that's going wrong, actually focusing on love and the solutions. And so I actually received an email um, late last year uh, from someone saying, that, you know, we want to talk to Natalie about, um, you know, about a TV show. And of course, you know, I'm thinking, sure, whatever. They they mean like an online show, not an actual TV TV show. Um, but of course, after speaking to the girls for five minutes, and I'm talking to Adrian Ashley and, and Lisa Marie, uh, the two girls were so passionate and so fired up about this idea that, of course, <laughs> I bought into the idea straight away. Um, but like I said, I think it's an idea that time has come. And so it's you know since we've come since the girls have come up with the idea and approached the the hosts of the show, uh, everything has been falling into place. You know we've already booked the studio, we have um, the crew organised, we've been working with the director, um, and everything just seems to be falling into place um, so well uh, because I think that this is it's time for a show like this to to be airing and for us to open up this conversation. Well. And I am just thrilled that you've introduced me to Lisa Marie and to Adrian, and that I too am getting to play a small role in, in that of strategic partnership advisor on the show. Super, Absolutely. super exciting. So, why is it timely? Why do people care about the same old stuff but through a new lens? You know, um, I actually have been watching uh, Super Soul Sunday. It's one of my favorite shows. And um, I was actually watching a rerun of one of the episodes last night. Um, and something kind of really jumped out at me when I was watching that show. And it was the, the show, that, the interview that Oprah did with Richard Raw, who's a, um, a Franciscan you know, priest or monk or whatever, whatever they are called. And uh, she said to him, one of the questions was, have you noticed a yearning in the population? Have you noticed a yearning amongst people now where it's like their soul is crying out for something more? Um, and it was so interesting that she said this because I also have had this conversation many times with people that I've interviewed for the My Movies community about this yearning, about this waking up of we know that there's something more we know that we're upset when we watch the news and, and, we can, and we're even more um, uh, we're more sensitive to, you know, the bad news that's happening around the world, um, all, the, all the bad things that we see on Facebook and on, on the internet, and it's starting to affect us more than it ever has before. Um, I think a lot of us are also realising that by focusing on the problem and focusing on, all, on everything that, just, that goes wrong all the time, all we're doing is really exaggerating the situation and adding more energy to it and adding more fuel to it and making it bigger. And so what we plan on doing is really, uh, amongst other things, <laughs> is um, showing these kind of current affairs situations or showing what's happening in the world right now, but more from a, a place of love and solution-oriented. You know, um, I was uh, referring uh, to a friend the other day about, um, you know, around Christmas time or in December, just recently in Sydney, I was at home visiting family and, and seeing um, friends and family for Christmas and New Year's, but we had that siege in, in the downtown area of Sydney. Now, things like that don't happen very often in Australia, so obviously it was big news. 
And this this one lone gunman who had kept about 10 people hostage for t about 24 hours um, was claiming uh, to be of a, a, a Muslim religion. Now, what happened is that that news actually made it all around the world. And so everyone was talking about, you know, focusing on the, the Muslim and the religious, the fanatical religious part of this story. But what was happening in Sydney is that the next day... Um, there was a particular incident where a young girl was sitting on a bus and she noticed another young woman um, taking her, she was Muslim, she was taking her headdress off because she didn't want to be um, harassed for being Muslim because of everything that was just happening with this, with this lone gunman. So this young girl went over to her and said, no, please put your headdress back on. I'll ride with you to keep you safe. And so she um, social media that particular story. It grew like wildfire. So now we have all these Australians turning up to train stations and bus stations with um, with signs on their on their suitcases and their briefcases and whatever, uh, with the with the hashtag I'll ride with you, so that they would team up with anyone who who was Muslim and sit with them to show their support knowing that one lone gunman is not a reflection back on the whole religion. Um, so they're the type of things that we want to be focusing on so that we can really change the perception and the mindset um, rather than focusing on the fear and the bad things that are happening. That's a pretty tall order. <laughs> but I think I, I think you're right. I've been noticing too that uh, you know there's an awful lot of one of one little tiny thread in all of this that I've missed that I think is really important is how many people that that I follow and interact with on social media have mentioned keeping their dream clean, <laughs> like, um, you know, keeping the negative away, keeping all of the uh, the 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 people who do tend focus almost primarily on problems and bad news and um, horrible things in a world where there's more good going on than any of the horrible things together, I've noticed a lot more people being attentive to that. Some people very surprisingly because uh, some of them, you know, when we link up with people on Facebook, some are lifelong friends that you went to high school with and um, that you have a pretty good idea of, of who they used to be and then all of a sudden you see that person uh, in particular, coming and saying, "Look, I get rid of a whole bunch of friends today," or I had to stop following. You know, I'm cleaning my stream. I'm curating the people that I want to follow and the news that I want to follow um, around good things. And I think that's really hopeful. This waking up idea seems very timely to me because while we're talking about age-old things, <laughs> the world is is waking up in a way I think that has been projected by many people in in the past that someday you will small groups around the world will grow bigger and bigger of people who want to live a conscious life and live a uh, a, a good life and uh, with balance and uh, positivity and it really feels like that's um happening does that is that kind of guys are picking up on a little bit can you hear me this is cindy yes cindy hi welcome uh <laughs> Hi there. I've been on. I just didn't know if I could be heard, so I just wanted to, to share. I think you are absolutely right. I mean, what you just described was really describing me a few years ago when I really made the decision to stop watching, 
you know, kind of primetime news because it was such a negative influence in my life that I would go to bed if I'd watch it late at night and feel depressed and I would wake up if it started my day. (laughs) It was not a good way to start my day. And I really started getting intentional about where I wanted to get my information because there was so much going on in my own life and so much that I wanted to contribute. And I felt that in order to have the kind of impact that I wanted to have on the people around me in my day, I had to shift the information source that I was gaining my information from. So I think you're right on the money, and I think that's exactly what's fueled the desire for this show. And I think the people that have gotten behind it are living from such a place of passion and love and commitment to bring forth a different message into the world and to give people a message more of hope and, you know, what can you do to create change? I think frequently we get caught up in, you know, the negative message, but it's not followed up with, okay, what are the action steps? What can we do as a community to fuel a positive change in the world and to get a community of like-minded people together to move this in a a positive direction and sort of shift the needle, if you would. And I think one of the the beauties of this show is the commitment to not just have the show, but to make this an ongoing sort of interactive community where, you know, we might be talking about a specific topic or issue and particularly around women's issues and women's lives and health and wellness and ways to really create shifts in our life, but then to keep the conversation going so that there's a dialogue within our community throughout the week and exercises that people can continue to bring forth so that there's sort of an accountability to help create change in people's lives. Because frequently we're given really great information, we get all excited, we get motivated, and then it falls flat because we don't have anybody to help us stay on track. And I think that's one of the other beauties about this platform is the goal is to build a really profound, robust social community that keeps an interactive conversation going on throughout the week as well. So we're super excited about that. And hopefully, you know, we can create some positive shift in the world. Absolutely. So one of the things that our listeners might not have picked up on yet is that Wake Up is not yet running and that you guys are in a fun phase to get your pilot shot. And if people want to find out more about that and contribute such a wonderful, wonderful idea, you can go to askggg.com slash wake up, all one word, askggg.com slash wake up. And you can find out more about the principles here. Of course, we have Natalie and Cindy on now, but we also have Betsy Chase, and other like-minded individuals who are working on making this thing a reality. And if you were to make a bet on anybody on the planet who could make something like this a reality, it would definitely be Natalie, because Natalie is the (laughs) master manifester. I mean, you you, you probably feel really got the the prospects here, I would think. Yes. Well, you know, I have been uh, I have been teaching uh, the manifesting process and visualization uh, for some time now, and of course, I've created a a life for myself that um, that definitely has far surpassed anything I could have ever <laughs> ever dreamt up for myself. But um, but the interesting thing, and and you know, and it's amazing how when you use the the process of visualization and intention. Um, how amazing things can happen for you. You know, I actually moved up to L.A. Um, in March of last year. And uh, one of the reasons, there were many reasons that, that I wanted to, to make that move, but one of the reasons that I, would, that I said was that I really wanted to work with mainstream media. 
you know, I felt confident and I felt like it was time to bring this message to a wider audience. Um, yes, we've reached 2.1 million people around the world on the internet, but I'm like, you know, I think through TV, this is a fantastic medium to meet people where they are um, and then to bring them across to the light side, as I like to say. Um, but of course, I said, look, I really want to do some mainstream media work. What I had in my mind that I was maybe going to be doing some interviews on other people's shows <laughs> um, and not exactly uh, being uh, actually having my own show as it, it is uh, the, how it's manifested for myself. So it's amazing how when you can have that very clear vision um, and I actually saw myself on TV, um, I actually saw myself talking and, and being able to very artic articulate this message in a, in a way that a lot of people could understand and to maybe change their mindset, which is what our vision is for this show, to change people's mindset and they maybe just shift their perception, even if it's just like 10 degrees, um, to have them thinking just a little bit differently um, about the way that we approach our life and our environment and how we are with, you know, other people around us. You know, I just saw a video on Facebook this morning um, and there was a, a gentleman, he was in Alabama, he was just sort of, he was visiting his family, he was from India, visiting his family, he's standing out in the front yard of his, his son's house. One of the other neighbours called and said, you know, called police and said that he was some kind of, you know, strange person. Um, and the sad series of events is that when the police came and they threw him to the ground and handcuffed him, they actually um, broke his back and he's now partially paralysed. Oh, now, my question to this is like, okay, so the gentleman's standing there. Someone thinks he looks suspicious. So, first of all, that thought is like, well... I'm thinking to myself, why isn't someone going out and just having a conversation and going, hi, you know, at least saying hi or doing something. But, but it's like it's straight to fear. It's straight to things aren't right. It's straight to um, what can I do to, you know, um, to change the situation, but from a place of fear. You know, and it, it's very upsetting. Like what, what we'd like to do is actually open up the conversation to go, you know, we, why, why are we not starting a conversation? Why aren't we being friendlier? Why aren't we sort of stepping into that, that space of love and connection rather than instantly going to a place of fear? Um, and if we can just maybe yeah. Yeah, have a couple of people make that shift, it would Hello. be amazing. Hello. <laughs> Cindy's chopping at the bit. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm sorry. This must be an extra person. <laughs> Gina, I'm not sure if uh, we have uh, a new guest on, or... Uh, I, no, I think so. Sure. Hi, Natalie. How Hi. you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> I like what Thanks you're doing. So for I'm glad you're us. having the TV show. I, I, what I've been doing lately is um, I'm every time I see someone going by me or whatever, I say hi and how you doing, and I'm just sending a lot of love out there. Oh, uh, well, well thank you so job. much. We appreciate it. <laughs> and, Jack, I'll take care of that so you can get back to talking to Natalie and Cindy about Wake Up TV show. Cindy, we still have you, don't we? I do. You, you, buy you sure do. I'm right here. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> All right. Awesome comment. Thank you. Um, one of the things that you that just kind of 
I don't know, it just kind of opened up as you were talking. You, you two, uh, see, a lot of people are like, okay, well, the way to do this is you just shut the rest of the world off, and you shut off all the negativity, and you shut off all the negatives and everything like that. And then, you know, naysayers will come and say, well, you can't just – you can't just do that. I mean, if you're really a teacher, you really want to bring light into the world instead of just protecting your own boundaries and your own sight um, and your spirit, um, then you have to address those issues. And you're not afraid to do that. You just talked about that issue with the guy that got his back broken and a situation that just didn't need to happen. And then you turn to here's what we could do. So are you saying that the maybe part of the, the programming or all of the programming on Wake Up is not to bury our heads in the sand against all of these, but use real-world examples and say, here's another way that to, to practically apply what we're talking about. When we say we're cleaning up our stream and we want to live a positive, more spiritual, awakened life, it uh, doesn't mean burying our heads in the sand. It means Here's here's what's going on in the world. Will you observe these things? And then here's the the way that practically apply what we mean by all of that. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, well, that is only uh, one Jim. small part of the show. Um, and, Cindy, you know a lot of the – what are some of the other um, things that we're covering on the show as well? Well, we've got a segment that we're doing around loving our bodies. And because a lot of our audience will be women, you know, this is an area that um, I can speak from personally. You know, women are very tough on themselves. And I think one of the biggest challenges for many women are self-acceptance. And I think for people in general. But I think really learning to love who we are and all of ourselves, you know, right now, I I just was with a, a friend of mine last night, and this was exactly the topic of our conversation of, you know, the guard that we put around ourselves and we don't allow ourselves to accept the best of ourselves right now, right where we're at. And I think we, you know, many people get into a place, whether it be in their professional life, whether it be in their marriages with their significant other, whether it be in their relationships, of feeling incredibly stuck. And I've experienced this in, in my own life. I felt that in my own marriage that dissolved about three years ago, and it's about, you know, how can we shift our own paradigm in a way that keeps our relationships intact and empowers other people that is really kind of for the good of the whole. And I think what you're referring to in terms of, you know, we bring the fear along with us. I think when we're having a conversation about how to show up in the world from more of a loving and genuine and compassionate place, fear still comes along for the ride. You know, I, I think oftentimes we talk about you got to block the fear out, but I really believe that it's it's part of how we're all wired. So how do we have a different conversation around what scares us and begin to make really intentional choices for how we can shift our own paradigm and then, then begin to have others follow? Because the conversation I got into last night, and, you know, it's like if you think about parenting children, I have three young adult children. If you If I tell my children what to do, Forget it. You know, it's all over but the shouting. But when you can really give examples of success stories and some triumph stories and how people have made different choices in their life to handle a similar situation. And I'll speak for myself in, in my own personal divorce, which was, you know, a tragic thing after being married for nearly 30 years. And I got married really, really young and had three great kids. And I became a hundred percent focused on how this was going to look at the end of the at the end of it. I wanted to create a situation intentionally that would keep my family whole 
keep everybody in a, in a loving, caring relationship to the best of my ability. I couldn't control what my ex-husband did, but I could certainly control what I did and make intentional choices around how to have that happen and show up in a different way. They kept a family intact and children intact, and I think that's what we're talking about on Wake Up is how we can live our life from a truly intentional place and create a paradigm shift in the world we live in so that it's not that we don't have the problems, but maybe we respond to those problems differently. And, you know, one of our first guests on the show, which I'm super excited about because he's a big-time mentor for me and a dear friend, is Jack Canfield, who is a co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and The Success Principles and is still a great friend and mentor in my life, and we're super excited that he's going to be one of our first guests. And many years ago, he talked to me, E plus R equals O, which is events plus response equals outcome. And it's that response to how we show up in life each and every day in all of our situations that creates that outcome. And the more we can focus on how do we shift our response to life's events and how does that then play in in changing the conversation and changing the outcome to create a really positive, momentous shift in the world. And, you know, it sounds like a big game, but, you know, we're up for the challenge to try because I think there's a real need and a, a real desire, as Natalie was talking about, for seeking and yearning for something better for our world. Yeah, and, and you know, the other thing, too, is that, you know, what I find a lot um, with the women that I work with through the, the My Movies community is the shame that we feel. You know, we feel there is a lot of um, things about our body, about our marriages, about our relationships, about the way we parent, um, the choices that we make, that we feel that we're being judged on. We suffer in silence. We feel we can't talk to anyone about it. But when really, if we open up this conversation, we realize that we are all going through the same thing. And, and when, we can, when we can release the shame that we surround and that we self-impose <laughs> um, around, you know, these different topics, whether it's about our health, um, medical, lifestyle, anything like that, what we can do is we, we start to build a community, a safe community where we support each other, you know, where we can have women from all over the US or all over the world really getting together um, and realizing that we all are one, that we all go through the same thing, and that by opening up the conversation, it helps to eliminate the separation and the shame that we feel around it. You know, um, I saw an incredible uh, photo. I don't know if anyone else has seen this. Um, of and the the um, conversation that's starting from this is really interesting. Um, Cindy Crawford in uh, Marie Claire this month um, has um, a, a swimsuit photo being shown in that um, magazine that's not being touched up so it's her actual body and she has a real regular normal body <laughs> and so the conversation is well should she I be showing that. her I body like this a... yeah did you see yeah it? i thought that was a very very brave thing i think she's getting lauded for that worldwide pretty unanimously for how brave and awesome and cool that was i saw that and i thought wow how great is that that's fantastic. But a, yeah, but no, but how, what a fantastic way to show because you know we all know that um, we all know that uh, you know celebrities and and swimsuit models get airbrushed when it comes to magazine photos. Actually, most of us know that. Some of us don't. 
But when you look at a photo like that and realize how much, you're like, wow. Um, you know, because we hold, especially as women, we hold ourselves to this really high standard. And sometimes that standard is not even, it, it's so far out of, out of the realm of possibility because we think that, you know, that that's the way we're supposed to look because this is what's been portrayed in the media. Like I know that even on, on TV shows, they have people on the staff that actually color correct, <laughs> color correct the film um, and possibly um, airbrush the uh, actors in the film as well. So not even there are they being really portrayed, you know, with, with, you know, with their skin the way that it looks or their body the way that it looks. So we have these... Um, these impossible images that we need to live up to. And I think the more that we can open up those conversations, the happier that we're all going to be, you know, more content we're going to be and the better that we show up in the world and be that example for the people around us. Well, don't you think it, it really, there's, it, there's a sense of separation and, uh, and a lot of the message that you, you guys talk about that we talk about a lot too is, is that, we're all one. We've learned through all the, the the learning that we've gone through, that we've gone through over the years, that we are all one. And the media that you know, it's it, some people might think it's not a big deal. What's the big deal about airbrushing? What's the big deal about you know? It's just entertainment, or it's just whatever. And the thing is, it really goes deeper than that to me because it lends to the separation we all currently feel now as a people, as as global people, <laughs> to different degrees because some people aren't polluting themselves as much as others with these uh, false messages and things like that. They just don't come into contact with them as much as others. But here in North America, I mean, it's a pretty big problem that that you know, a lot of people are addressing in a in a more, you know, cosmetic way than probably could. And I think discussions around this uh, kind of topic, because it goes with the news, the news is airbrushed, whether it's you know the weather or anything else we airbrush everything and, uh or you can come into contact with with a, a culture uh, in in America for sure that everything is airbrushed the news the fact the people their bodies and everything and it, i think that has a lot to do with the separation that people feel and then the fear that comes out of that where things like you described before, you know, a situation wasn't dealt with in a caring and loving way, the way we grew up to believe, you know, police officers should act, you know, and go run to the police officer. That's the safe person to go to and things like that. I think we have a situation now, and I think it's correcting itself. And I think you guys are part of that. You, you're definitely part of that in the movement to correct this and say there are things that separate us, and we are all together, and we're, you know, we would rather do something other than a fear-based culture that um, some believe that we have uh, become, and there's an awful lot of uh, proof in that. So when I see Cindy Crawford in a picture that's not airbrushed, I see all of that. I don't just see the immediate problem with that, the immediate cultural problem with that. It goes deeper for me. Do you guys resonate with that at all? Oh, it's a big deal, and I, you know, I really honor her for taking that leap. Uh, we just, Natalie and I, we were having a conversation just a couple of days ago about even, like, dress for the show and, you know, allowing our arms to show and the fat, you know, that even for, you know, those of us 
we're not big people, but it's like we were laughing about, well, no, you got to cover your arms because, you know, women have fat between their arms and their shoulders. and it's. But these are the things that are so real, and we end up, you know, using the airbrushed photos as our model. You know, I see it in my daughter. It's the model for how we need to look and how we have to show up in the world to be loved and accepted. And it's about, you know, what Cindy just did is is having role models that show up as who they are and sharing that with the world um, and all of the stuff that comes with it. And I get excited about this sort of new new world of television that we could create and I think just like Cindy just did it'll it'll allow people and give people more safety to show up from that same authentic space and I'll tell you this just gets me super excited about opening up a bigger conversation in the world and what you're talking about it's not just the photo but what does that represent you know what does that represent as a role model for women to show up as who they really are instead of a perfectly flat stomach with you know, no belly fat or no arm fat or, I mean, or a few wrinkles on the face that hasn't been airbrushed. It's like, okay, that's who I want to show up as and be accepted as that. So I get super excited about this. Nat? Yeah, well, that's it. See, like you were saying um, before, uh, Jack, it's not just this photo, but it's everything that this photo represents. See, the thing is there are women out there that that, um, are afraid of intimacy that hide themselves because they and and shut themselves off from love and are fulfilling an amazing mind-blowing relationship in their life because they feel that they have to look like those models. And it's not just a relationship that they that with others that they um, shut themselves off from, but they have this relationship with themselves that is always. Um, you know, not coming from a place of love, is always putting themselves down, of always setting these, themselves these really high standards. Um, and when they don't meet these standards, um, they find that they, they just surround themselves with shame and um, with anger um, and, uh, you know, with, a, with a, a whole energy of being closed off. Now, the only reason I can talk so um, consciously about that is because I um, have gone through that myself, you know, in my life. You know, because I don't look like the models or I don't look like I did when I was in my 20s. See, these are the conversations that we really want to open up. And, you know, and I have my, I've committed to being as honest and open and real and authentic as I possibly can show up as. Because if I, I feel that if I can do that and the other women on the show can open up as that as well, and we're all committed to doing the same. Then we can then we then we really start to to have a conversation going. Then we get some juicy conversations going um, that is really going to open up um, a whole new world for women. Because you know it's not just the show. I mean, yes, we're going to be doing a weekly show and um, and we're looking at getting it you know on a, in a Saturday morning slot. Um, but we're building a whole community from this as well. So we're keeping the conversation going. So even though we may bring up these topics on the show on, on, on a Saturday morning, and we're going to be covering, like, everything. We want to cover things like um, not just, you know, um, lifestyle and travel and all those kind of things, but every part of health, um, looking at finances, looking at confidence, um, looking at all of the, the subjects, you know, how to take me time, how to keep that relationship with ourselves um, a loving relationship because I mean I know I am guilty <laughs> of there are some ways that I talk to myself in my own head that I would never talk to another human being like that 
yet we feel like we can do that to ourselves. And all that's doing is really dimming our light and the way that we get to show up. So we're planning on having a whole platform where we can continue the conversation through the week. We can have a place, a safe place, where women can um, continue the conversation through a forum, where we'll have book clubs, where there'll be actually you know, um, assignments or homework um, or suggestions of actions that women can take to really embody the, uh, the solutions that we're going to be presenting on the show and then give their feedback on how it's working in their life so that we can really start to make a massive shift um, on the planet, not just you know locally, but on the planet, so that we can really help to make a massive change. Well, this is Traffic Masters Radio, so I'd like to shift a little bit, staying on topic, but talking more about uh, what our listeners can learn about what you guys are doing right now. You're doing it right now on this show but you're, you're also working on a larger campaign to create a groundswell around this idea and around this show that you guys want to put on. So can you tell us a little bit about some of your plans are for um, how you're using leverage particularly, because you guys are both masters of using leverage in business, and so I want to hear what you guys are doing as far as the promotion of this so other people can learn from how you're getting the word out about this and apply it to their own business. What are some of your favorite things you're doing right now that are, that are uh, very leverage-based? Well, I think one of the, the great keys uh, is obviously relationships. And I think sometimes for many people, asking for help is really difficult and asking for people to share information. And obviously, if we're trying to build this platform to the level in which we want to get the word out, I mean, obviously, social media is so amazing in today's world. We're all so connected around the globe, which is, it just makes it so much easier to get information out into the world. But I can speak for myself personally reaching out to I, i've been in the more i was in the mortgage industry for many 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 years and trained nationally in that space and being able to uh deliver the information out through a network that's already formed for me and begin to ask people to share this with their own communities i think the great thing about any sort of transformational change in what all of us are doing in terms of companies is it does give us the ability to ask people to share information that are going to help their communities in a variety of ways. Um, I've personally been working on creating videos to get that out through all the social platforms, creating uh, email database lists and being able to really distribute it through an email marketing campaign. But the key is really using the leverage of the relationships that we all have and asking for their support to get the message out into the world because we also believe that this platform for television isn't going, you know, our intent is not just to bring on famous guests. There's so a, a many amazing people in the world that are doing amazing work. And to be able to create a platform where we can bring on people that are not known, that have an incredible message to share with the world, which is probably many of your community as well, that give them a platform to be able to bring their message forth and reach a significantly larger group of people, as obviously no television has the ability to do. So uh, that's one of the things that gets us super excited is who's out in the world today that has an amazing message that isn't a household name? and bring new people forth in a medium that um, is really ready for a new conversation. Yeah. I mean, That's you really know, why Jack I got so excited about the whole show when Natalie started telling me about it. 
the work that Jack and I do at Directions University, we're creating those up-and-coming people whose names aren't very well known that really would make wonderful guests for the show. They're all people who are thought leaders in their field that are just getting started in their business. It's it's amazing how many of them there are. Yeah. And, and see, that's the thing. Like, you know, the Internet is a game changer. You know, and I'm not sure if, if uh, people at, at Directions University are, um, are familiar with the MindMovie story, but uh, when, when we started, I mean, Glenn couldn't turn on a computer. <laughs> and I hadn't even heard of YouTube. And this is back in 2000, at the end of 2006, beginning in 2007. Um, we knew wow. nothing about the Internet, absolutely nothing. Glenn would do the banking, but I would have to turn on the computer and log him in. And I never used a computer for bookkeeping, so we knew nothing about the Internet. Um, and a friend came to us with this idea of creating these movies that were, you know, affirmations and photos and music combined, which is like a movie version of a vision board. Now, we had <laughs> absolutely no internet experience, but we did understand the power of these movies and what an amazing idea they were. Um, and so we just got in and started, you know, you know, doing what we could and just figuring it out as we went. Now, some of the smartest decisions we made was, number one, we joined a mastermind group, and I know that everyone that's involved and enrolled in Directions University, I know that the first thing that you do with them is to really lead them through the mindset part of, of being able to have a successful business, um, to figuring out what they're really passionate about and how they can show up and make a difference in the world and then how to use the Internet to do that. Um, and to me, there is no better medium... Uh, to be able to get your message to people all over the world. I mean, you know, like Jack was saying before, we've reached over 2 million people and we've been in business for like six years. So, um, you know, and of course that is now just starting to, you know, to um, exaggerate at a much faster rate now um, because we already have that foundation. Um, but, you know, for you to be able to create a business or a message... Um, and we all have something. For all of us that have a message or we have some kind of idea or some way that we can help other people, there are thousands of people that are looking for you and looking for your message and looking for the way that you can make a difference. Um, and then the best way for them to find you is online. So I know that all the work that you're doing at Directions University has helped you to get very clear about that, but it's, you know, I think it's important that if you have that if you have that message inside you, um, you're doing the world a disservice if you don't get it out <laughs> and if you don't shine a light on it and get it out into the world. You know, I, I truly believe that we are all here, that we all have the same purpose in life and that is to be the best human being that we can, to show up the best way that we can and to make a contribution. Now, the mission and the way that that shows up for each of us is different. Um, but I, I believe that we really need to step into that. Once we identify what that is, it's really important that we step up into that because the world needs you and they need your message and they need the work that you can do. So um, make, joining uh, Directions University was definitely one of the smartest decisions you made um, to be able to do that because you, it, it's, it's, you can't do it on your own. You're not an island. You really need to be able to have people that will give you direction so that you can do it in a much faster way 
I mean, our story is that we, we slogged it out. We came over to the U.S. Uh, we were here for six months. Most of that time, we were working 14 hours a day from our bedroom um, trying to launch my movies to the world. By the time we got to our launch, we dug ourselves into over $120,000 worth of credit card debt, and we had put everything on the line. Now, I'm not recommending that you do that, and it was quite a stressful situation, and thank goodness it worked out for us. But what I'm saying is by being enrolled in Directions University, you don't have to take that route. You've already made the smartest decision. You're already getting the, the help that you need so that you can really shine the way that the world is calling for you to do. Well, that is so awesome. I really feel good. I feel good just talking to you guys about this because it's uh, it's another solid step in the direction that I think that I hope that I've always wanted <laughs> the world to go. It's almost like we're like, oh, oh. It reminds me of the story, and it's a, it's really maybe uh, kind of strange here, or maybe not. Maybe you guys will like it. But there's a um, a story about a baseball player who has just. Got, he just got a $2 million signing uh, bonus. Um, he's one of the most promising pitchers uh, in baseball today. And I don't even know how I ended up on the story, but I do curate my stream so that, uh, you know, I don't see a lot of sports stuff in general. So I'm wondering why this is here. And it's a story about him. He's 21 years old, and he uh, took uh, part of his $2 million signing bonus and bought a 1978 Westphalia uh, uh, camper bus. VW bus, and he lives in it for the time that in his off season, while all of his, the people in his industry are living in mains and, and living these exorbitant, crazy lives, and what's become expected of people in sports that are, you know, in sports. It's a strange thing, and never really occurred to me until one person diverged off the path that they were expected to take. He's expected to be, especially at 21, you just you know, you expect somebody like that because they almost always do it to just go buy big mansions and cars and live the shallow life and have trouble psychologically, emotionally, things like that. We've all seen those kinds of things happen. And I just love the divergent nature of the whole story. He doesn't care about it. You know, he surfs and he's he's outside and he's not interested in that kind of uh, the, the trappings that are so-called come with that kind of a life. And I'm like, God, everybody's waking everywhere, even in sports where almost everybody to the to the letter does the cliche, now I have to be a mansion and, and show my worth to the world with external things and you know, possessions and stuff. And I guess the divergent part of it is why I brought it up. And, and it really is a, a great thing to you know, be talking to people who are getting ready to start a show called Wake Up because I really feel like this is the time uh, in human history that this is meant to happen. And it's gaining enough steam that you guys know you felt it was possible to do this, that it could take off, that you had enough backing and, and there were enough people thinking this way in the world it could hit equal mass. So my next question is how long is it going to take for you to be on the own network with, with Oprah? <laughs> Well, we're hoping not very long. <laughs> I mean, the the, I don't the think great so. I news think, I think on it this should is be pretty quick. The uh, you know the the power in people, Jack, is so great because you know Natalie and I talk frequently about the the personalities with 
Zena and Betsy and Lisa Marie, who's the creative director, and Adrian Ashley, who's the executive producer, and they literally, I don't know when they sleep. I mean, Adrian and Lisa Marie, they are, they're kind of on 24-7 uh, to bring this out into the world, and, you know, it takes an army. It takes an army to create change in the world, and, and it's, that's the fun part is being involved with people that are so passionate about really making this happen and bringing it out to the world and, you know, just appreciate greatly, obviously, the opportunity to share this on your show and bring this forth in your community because it's it's a collective nature for all of us. You know, it's about what can we do to support one another on this journey and make it a better place for all. And, you know, obviously being able to share collectively with our communities is a is a super big deal. And so we're we're working really hard behind the scenes to we're having conversations with networks. Um, we're really excited that we do have our film dates March 8th and 9th. We are actually filming our first five episodes, and we've got amazing guests that we think are going to really be able to kick this off in a really meaningful and exciting way. So, you know, I figure you assign, you know, six, seven, you know, c- committed, passionate women to a project, and we're not going to stop, you know. <laughs> this is too important <laughs> to us. So. You know, and that's the thing, too, that the the amazing thing about this um, project is that we all hold the same vision. We're all very clear about what that is. And so when we visualize the success of the show, we've, we're all seeing the same thing. Now, when you can do that in a group situation, we're not just timesing it by four or by six or the, about the amount of women that are involved in the, um, in the project. We're actually timesing it by 10 for each of us. So we're really magnifying the power of that visualization and, of course, the, the ability for that to manifest. Um, you know, we all have the vision of interviewing Oprah on the show. We all see her. We can see her there. We can see us having those conversations. And so, you know, um, I was uh, saying to someone the other day, and I was saying it half-jokingly, but I just know that with the amount, how quickly I'm manifesting things these days, that it's going to definitely happen. But I'm like, you know, most people, they always, you know, they, their goal is to be interviewed by Oprah. And I'm like, that's not my goal. My goal is to interview Oprah on my show <laughs> or on our show because yeah. um, because I can really see that happening. You know, she, you, if you, if anyone who's listening to the show ever watches Super Soul Sunday, yeah. Oprah is have has already started this conversation. You know, it's amazing. She has not just spiritually aware people, but she has people from all walks of life, from politics uh, to musicians to authors, um, to spiritual leaders, having this incredible conversation. And, that, and the thing that really blows my mind is that she's having it from, uh, from an air of, well, this is just regular conversation. This is just how, this is just how I speak. Um, you know, and, and she'll be having great conversations and asking people, well, what's the spiritual lesson that you learned in that? And I think there is more and more people that understand that that's really where the message is. That's really where the juiciness of life and the deliciousness of life is. I mean, you know, there is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to create material wealth in your life. I absolutely advocate it. I think it is really important that we actually cross that tick and tick that box on our on our list of things to do in our life. But the thing is, once we get there, we start to realize it's not not about the money. It's not about the material wealth. It's about who we are and how we show up and the, the deep contentment 
that we have in our life. And we realize that, um, you know, the house and the car and all those things don't give that to us. I mean, I'm not saying that they hurt by any means, and I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm all for it, but I think that there is another level to that. And that's something that we read, that conversation we want to open up as well. Um, so that we can really start, like I said before, start to look and perceive different situations in our life from a, from a different angle. Even if it's only t- a 10 degree shift, it's still a small shift. And the thing is, when we show up like that, we start to influence people around us that we, that so inadvertently and unconsciously that we don't even realize. But that causes a ripple effect of not just with us and our family, but our friends and then our community, and then it just goes out from there. So that's really what we, we're hoping to achieve with the show. And Natalie, really quickly, How do you when guys... you're talking... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to share kind of on, on the side of that, Natalie, obviously with Mind Movies and really co-creating your future and all that that she teaches and trains around manifesting, and it's such a powerful, powerful tool. I know some people really just don't believe it's real or doesn't believe it exists, but I'm here to tell you as many of us believe and, and we live it on a day-to-day basis, but... I just have to share really quickly, I just launched a new training and coaching company called The Defining Difference, which really empowers individuals to make outcome-driven choices to positively impact the course of their future and create their life by design. And the catalyst for that was five years ago, training with Jack Canfield for a year in his Train the Trainer program and 100, with 100 trainers from around the world. And at the end of that training, we had to show up one night as come as you'll be in five years. So I came in 2009 as the co-host of the Jack Canfield Show was how I showed up at the end of that event. And it is now five years later, and we are launching a television show, and Jack Canfield is our first guest. And I'll be the co-host of the Jack Canfield (laughs) Show in just a couple of weeks. (laughs) So this manifesting stuff really works, I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it might not be a good idea that we all just begin as a movement to start assuming that everybody does know this stuff. And that the people who may say, you know, naysay it aren't really disagreeing with it. They they have a feeling that it's actually true, but they're just somewhere else along their line of development toward it, toward being able to admit those kinds of things, to be able to say, you know, I believe in this stuff. Because I think that the world is really coming around, and you guys are, you know, part of the tip of the spear now that are, um, that people all over the place, there's, there are things that we talk about with our students at Directions U, and, and I start thinking after a while, if you stay too long in your echo chamber, you start to think, wait, the world doesn't know about this. or And then you go and find out that somebody's already doing it, like Oprah has already opened up a discussion that you thought you were you anxious that maybe hasn't been opened up on a on a broad scale, or uh, Ariana Huffington also doing some really really great stuff on the Huffington Post. That's not required of news agencies. News agencies can do all the gloom and doom that they want, and they're not required. And a lot of people think it's not profitable to talk about good news, you know. And obviously, you guys don't believe that. And I think we're getting to the point now where people have an appetite in a big enough numbers for this kind of thing that it can do really well. Not a horror show, but lots of different things on on the web, other TV shows, and uh, that it keeps going and growing. 
So we have to do everything that we possibly can. If you believe this stuff, if you if you understand if that the good things that happen in your life are on purpose, they were meant to happen. It wasn't luck. It wasn't uh, coincidence. The last great thing that happened to you, um, you know that that you can actually generate a lot more of that if you're of that sort of mindset. And all the other things that Wake Up is designed to do and talk about then I want to, again, encourage everybody to go to askggg.com forward slash wake up and support this show because you're not just supporting what um, what we're talking about here today and just this show. You're supporting, you're taking a, really uh, what Abraham uh, Hicks called, you're stepping up on the leading edge of, of consciousness and of awareness. And this is one way that you can do that and manifest for so many people, not just yourself, a better world by doing that support. So that's at askggg.com for slash wake up. Did I do a good job, guys? <laughs> you did Fantastic. a great job, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just quickly on the Abraham Hicks thing, I, I, I was listening the last recording because I listened to all my books and audio. I was listening to Co-Creating at Its Best, and it was Wayne Dyer interviewing Abraham. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And Wayne... Yeah, and at the end, I, I, Wayne has a little bit of a gets up on his soapbox a little bit about Monsanto and and how they're genetically modifying food and all this kind of thing, and it was hilarious because you know Abraham's like, look, all you're doing, she goes, he's got Abraham saying like all this energy that you're putting into everything that's going wrong, you should be putting that in, energy into the solution, into looking at to looking at you know what you can do instead. Um, and, you know, and, he, and then he kept going, but, 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 and, you know, and, he's, and uh, yeah. Abraham's like, look, I'm sorry, but you can keep talking like this, but all you're doing is adding energy to the problem. And, and Wayne's like, you're not going to let me get, get away with five seconds of this, are you? And Abraham's, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's exactly I love, it. I love that. And I think, I think at one point he was trying to be like a hard interviewer, like, I'm not going to let Abraham off on this. She's not going to get he's not going to get off on this, this easy. And and yeah. and in another sense, it didn't feel like that. It's like it was really coming from inside him that he hadn't gotten over some of the anger over the particular issues he'd brought up and had let himself get wrapped up into the point where he got angry. And I just loved that because she just took it out of him. Just took the wind out yeah. of him. Was not giving him any fuel to go further in that line of energy and. Yeah, I love that stuff, and, it, and it's getting out to such a broad audience now. It's getting out to more and more people. You can you can bring up him in a fairly generic group of people, and somebody in that group, more than for me, is raising their hand. I I know who that is. I know who you're talking about. I've listened to those things. I like that stuff. I just think yeah. that's amazing. Mm, absolutely. Gina, would you like to have any closing uh, closing question here? We've only got a couple of minutes left. And you haven't talked very much. I know I haven't talked so much. You guys have done a great job on this, Jack. So, Natalie, what one thing would you like to leave our listeners with today to really help them get what we've been talking about today? You know, I think that when you hear something that's the truth, um, it really does start to open your heart. So if you have heard anything that we've said today that's really resonated with you, then we really ask for your support uh, by going to the website and and helping us to get this idea off the ground. And if there's anything in your life 
any, even if it seems silly to, to, to your conscious mind, but something that you really feel is an avenue or a mission or a message that you should be following, then I, I encourage you to follow that intuition and to follow that course. Because as I said, the world needs you and we're looking forward to, to seeing how you show up in the world. Well, thank you so much, Natalie and Cindy. And as you know, anything that I can do to support either of you or the show, please just let me know. <clears throat> We're looking forward to getting Wake Up TV really out there in big ways, and we really do need your support to do that. So ask com forward slash wake up. Show your support both with your social currency, tell your friends about the show, but also there are some fantastic gifts available for very minor donations. Go check them out. We all look forward to helping you get the life that you want by building a business and in any other way manifesting your dreams. Thanks again, Natalie and Cindy. Thanks, Jack. Thank you so much. (laughs) You guys have been amazing. Thank you. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters. From traffic to conversion to business success. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.